guys, you're listening to Beauty Bites with Dr. K, Secrets of a Plastic Surgeon, and today on the podcast, I am so delighted to introduce you to Shalene Johnson. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, from Instagram. We are friends from Instagram. Yes, we are. And um, Shalene's come to my office today to learn all about aesthetics, and I want to learn all about her amazing business and marketing mm. skills. For those of you guys who don't know her, this is one world-famous lady. <laughs> so she has 30 million downloads on her podcast a New York Times best-selling book, yeah. putting on multiple conferences every year, a yep. Guinness World Book record <laughs> yeah. for the most exercise videos ever, and she's an exercise... <coughs> she has a cold. Uh, it's okay. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. No, it's okay. Drink four o'clock. Mm. Thank you for coming, even mm. though you're sick. Um, I wasn't going to miss it. <laughs> And she's got Guinness World Book Records for the most exercise videos ever. So she's super fit. Yeah. (laughs) I have so much to learn from you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in. Um, You guys can find Shalene on her Instagram at Shalene Johnson and her podcast. Yeah. And her multiple channels. So today I thought it would be really interesting to talk about just women and, you know, we have the same demographic. Mm -hmm. We do. Yeah, like the 30 to 50 age woman or 60 even. And um, I'm seeing like so many changes with social media and how people look at themselves and how aging is affecting us. And I just wanted to hear your two cents about that. Yeah, you know, it's it's an interesting topic. There's there's almost these two different battles happening I see on Instagram. There's the woman who is against, you know, wearing makeup and be authentic, and um, no bra, no mm-hmm. filter, you know, just as natural as possible, and fight against mm-hmm. the machine, and, you know, down with diet culture, and down with, you know, anything negative about body image, uh, and, and just wants a very holistic, natural approach. And then there's a woman who, you know, everything is filtered, and everything is perfect, and she's doing all the procedures, and it mm-hmm. Very, and she's got everything else going on that's enhancing her beauty, and almost to the point where it's it's too far, right? Like she's, you don't know really who she is or what she looks like. Right. And I like to think that there's probably a lot of people somewhere in the middle, but they're afraid yeah. to be whatever they are. Like even sometimes with me, I'm like, gosh, I, I feel, am I doing this right? Like yeah. I want you to eat natural, but I'm also you're not going to see me without my lashes on right. or lip color. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think it's interesting that we're so quick to judge each other. Mm-hmm. Like there's a right way to be natural or there's a right way to be yourself or a, a right way to enhance your beauty. And I think um, it's one of the reasons why I love following you is because you you really know that there's a fine line and it's, it's everyone's personal journey. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what feels good for you. It really is. I, I mean, I see it in my practice, this, the ladies who want to be so natural and they want to take one syringe of filler and distribute it in 85 places on their <laughs> face so that they don't look done. Yeah. And I'm all about that. Um, and those girls don't want to go on Instagram, but you might see on my Instagram the girls who maybe have bigger lips or, you know, the one who wants the really big lips. And I have to respect that, too, because sure. I'm not going to tell Dolly Parton, don't get bigger boobs. Right. That's Dolly. Right. And right. who would want to change Dolly? She's Dolly. Have you heard her podcast yet? No. No, I haven't good? either, but everyone says it's amazing, so oh. shout out to Dolly. Oh my gosh, I can't yeah. wait. I did see what, that movie with Jennifer Aniston where she had all the Dolly quotes. Did you, what was no, I haven't seen it. I can't remember the name of the movie, but oh. it'll come to me after okay. the podcast, but I'll text you. Um, 
But I love the concept of individualizing beauty for each woman and stopping this judging business. Yes. Because I'm all about no bras, but I am about maintaining. You right, know? yeah. I think it's so important that we let people maintain. and um, Yes, and not judge so harshly. I mean, and the same is true in fitness, like in, in my industry. And this year, I got a lot of, um, I wouldn't say backlash per se, but you know, some people felt like I was... Um, lifting the the hood, if you will, on some of the dirty secrets of the fitness industry and what's really going on, and mm-hmm. because I don't think it's healthy. You know, you've talked about J Lo and kind of how certain things are over filtered, over yes. photoshopped, and I just want people who are in fitness to know people who are looking at, especially fitness influencers, and deciding that that means based on their aesthetic that they're healthy. Right. That it, it may have nothing to do with health. Right. And, you know, sharing my own story about, like, doing fitness videos and what it takes to get a super-duper low body fat and how incredibly unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when I was, like, my least healthy. Right. Um, but yet, it's when you're going to get the most praise. It's when all of your photos are shot. It's when, you know, that's what people see. And they go, I want to look like that. Yeah. But they don't know what, what really went into it. The struggle and how you can't maintain it for that long. Absolutely not. Not and, and certainly not from a standpoint that's healthy. You know, and I, I really want people to stop looking at an image mm-hmm. on Instagram and saying, I want to get healthy, so I want to look like that. Because we don't know from looking at a woman if she's um, you know, lost her period right. and her hormones are out of balance and she is suffering from anxiety and depression and orthorexia or anorexia and mm-hmm. you know the struggles that it takes to maintain a certain look for some people mm-hmm. like there are those who it it is a lot easier for them you know right. that's just how life is but i don't want people to look i want people to know that health is deeper than what we see on instagram it's it's from the inside out it really is and i think that people see those images and they don't understand what goes into beauty as well Mm. like they really think that these models and actresses are flawless human beings yeah like when I did that post on JLo um, a lot of people commented about like thank you for showing me that because I was feeling so bad about myself and it's nice to know that she's actually just a real woman and that's how we age yeah so I just thought that was really refreshing to hear that and um, I think you're absolutely right. Like, you don't know that people are losing their hair from dieting. Right. And, like, wearing a ton of hair extensions, wearing a ton of makeup. Absolutely. Wearing a ton of, like, putting a ton of filler to maintain their beauty. And um, I want to make that transparent. Like, yes, people use filler, and this is how you look when you use filler. This is how you look when you use too much filler. But the same way you want transparency in your industry, I yeah. want it in mine. Yeah. And I want people to just know, like, there's there are limitations like if you go overboard with exercise yeah like you said you're gonna lose your period you're gonna but for so many I think in the spotlight in terms of fitness um, they have to maintain that right it's the same thing is true yes. in, in beauty right like so your your supermodel is not gonna come out and say listen I've, I've got you know my cheeks have been redone this is my original jawline I've had my right. nose redone <laughs> like all these things I mean now I have influencers and models who will actually say that and they're very okay with it. They yeah. will come out and say, like, yes, I've had my nose done, my jaw done, my boobs done, everything's done. And they're like, yes, accept me for who I am and that this is how I want to look. And in some ways, society has made me look like this and right, accept right. it. Right, right, yeah. You know? I think that's powerful. It's yeah. just starting to happen in fitness. 
Yeah. And, and not much. I mean, and what is orthorexia? You use that term, which is a cool term. Yeah. Orthorexia is an over-obsession with exercise, nutrition, um, to the point, you know, it becomes addictive where right. you can't stop obsessing about it. It's like each little nutritional cal- caloric breakdown is yeah. so critical to your happiness that you can it only could be, be happy mm-hmm. when you've like calculated the exact number of like your B- carbs macros, and yep. macros and everything. That's an example. Another example might be someone who um, they, if they can't exercise, say because they're sick, or you know, some life, uh, some emergency happens, they will panic and mm-hmm. anxiety will set in and they will find a way to do it I've at had some that point happen in the office where a woman had to leave my chair because i said no exercise the day after pillars she was like can i go work out and come back and we were like really because you just waited an hour and yeah. i'm ready to see you and, and she That's, had to go work out and come back and i was like wow yeah it's a real thing it is a thing and you know for me i was very transparent this year i wrote a book called the 131 method and I talked in that book for the first time about uh, my career in front of the camera and how brutal it is and how you know, I would have producers say like, boy, you know, if you could get leaner, and I was at like 14% body fat, if you can get leaner, this program would probably do a lot better. Gosh. You know, and then just going like, okay, well, I don't, I certainly can't do that and exercise a normal amount and eat a normal amount because I'm already living this very obsessive life. Right. Then I got to a point where I was exercising like three and a half, four hours a day, Hmm. really cutting back my calories in order to achieve that look for that video Mm -hmm. and then showing up to shoot this video where I'm going to tell people, you can get these results in 30 minutes a day. Yeah. And it wasn't that I was lying knowingly Mm -hmm. to the audience. I believed well, the average person can, I'm broken. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I started like really asking other people in my industry what they were really doing that I learned everybody was lying. Yeah. Almost everybody. You know, everyone was saying, yeah, 30 minutes a day, um, I eat, you know, 2,000 calories or whatever, and, and I, I barely pay attention to my macros, blah, blah, blah. But when you really have these honest heart-to-heart conversations with people who don't want to go on the record, yeah, you find out that they were doing the same very extreme things that I was doing and when I realized it was affecting my health mm-hmm. you know that had it was you know creating um, it was damaging my brain health and my gut health my emotional health I didn't have a period um, I was constantly worried about like how am I gonna get in one more hour of exercise right right um, that's when I realized like wait a second I have a plep I have an obligation mm-hmm. I have a responsibility and Somehow, I've gotten wrapped up in this diet fitness culture, and I'm at the forefront of it. Mm-hmm. I've got a you know number one infomercial. Tens of millions of people have done my workouts, and if I'm not healthy, right, and they're following me, what what am I doing? And so I really just uh, you know was very honest with my audience and said I need to figure this out because right. I I really need to make sure I'm respecting. The people who put their trust in me and mm-hmm. um, and just come clean I really respect that I think that as a woman who's discovered you know that you have a voice to take control of it and put it to good use and like make something happen and improve yeah. society's health and people's well-being where you could just be like 
you know, no conscience and just continue to do things that drive a profit. Yeah. But instead to really think about your thought process and the world you're leaving behind for your own kids and your own, right. you know, that's so important. And, and I think about sometimes. that every day in my industry too. Like, do I really want to have 20 year olds be exposed to this culture where they have to have a perfect face, where they have to have no lines, no wrinkles in order to have value and beauty mm. and be loved? Like, that's going to be such a curse to give to our children. Mm, yeah. No woman can live with that. No man can live with that. And it's such a high standard for fitness people to maintain, for beauty, for just normal women to live. <laughs> so I want to really just, like, change the conversation about plastic surgery the way yeah. you're changing the conversation about exercise. Yeah. That it is a maintenance program. Right. It's just maintaining the identity, the body you're given, the health you're given with certain things you have to do. And to understand with both of these things, there's a pl you have to be careful. Yeah. Because you can go too far. Exactly. It can slip from something that's healthy. Right. And you, you think it's, it's safe. Right. You think this is safe. You think this is a little bit healthy. Well, then a lot yeah. must be better. And there is a fine line, and it's helping people to understand right. and be aware, like right. be self-aware. What's the one through one method, if you can give us like a little info yeah. on that? Uh, the one through one method is an approach to helping people first decide, like, what, what, what's my goal? Is it weight loss? Is it balancing my hormones? Is it improving my digestion? And picking one, like, most important prioritizing a part of your health and saying like that's what I want to focus on first and then phasing your diet so that you're addressing that objective as opposed to everyone doing one a one-size-fits-all diet right mm, so if I'm struggling with my cholesterol I my diet's gonna look very different from someone who is just trying to get super lean versus someone who's trying to get pregnant mm -hmm. and they're working on their fertility and their diet's gonna look very different so it gives people the knowledge they need about their metabolism to personalize their diet and do so from a very personalized place with their own goal in mind and then you phase your diet for three weeks mm -hmm. and um, it, we also teach people like how to uh, how you can tap into your body's natural ability to heal nice like using things like autophagy like not that everyone needs to fast. Are you into intermittent fasting? Because I, I am yeah. totally. Yeah. I am too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not all the time, right? Like, so even that's something that should be phased in and out of. Because mm -hmm. um, if you look at how, I mean, our ancestors survived every season, you're eating different food, really. Right, yeah. And there are periods of time where you do have to fast. Mm -hmm. And the longevity, the research that's coming out of USC with regard to longevity and brain health and and uh, everything else in, in terms of improving your overall well-being with fasting. But, you know, I always say fasting kind of like carefully because I don't want people to think that just means going without food. Right. There's many different ways to fast, all of which you need to be prepared. Mm -hmm. You have to prepare your body to do a fast. Um, and the book talks people through that process of, of how to prepare your body. That's so good. I've never yeah. done a total, total fast for more than like 24 hours. but. Mm -hmm. I definitely am doing really well with intermittent fasting where, you know, I wake up and have a little black coffee and then just kind of the day gets going and yeah. go, go, go with a piece of gum till about yeah. 2 or 3 p.m. And then that gives you like a nice 8-hour, 10-hour fast yeah. oh, plus yeah. the overnight. Right. So it's That's really... a long fast. It's a long fast, but it's great. And I really think that women's brains think cleaner on ketones when Absolutely. you burn ketones. It's yeah. different. Um, as you age, the carbs really slow you down. The sugars mm -hmm. are just not good for your system. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely losing weight by just doing that. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Um, have you, 
measured your ketones to see if you can get into ketosis? I haven't, but you know. So that's one thing, like I would say to people, what's most important is like, what is your objective in fasting, right? Mm -hmm. um, so there are pure water fasts, there are fat fasts. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you're keeping your, your blood sugar levels low enough and your ketone supply high enough. And you can even, and this is some of the research, again, from Dr. Walter Longo out of USC, where mm -hmm. he's taking patients through what's considered fast mimicking, mm -hmm. where you're eating calories, but they're very high in fat, and a small amount, obviously. Mm -hmm. But so the body thinks you're fasting. Oh, okay. So you don't feel depleted of energy, um, but you're getting all the benefits of autophagy and, and all the other um, systems that benefit from from fasting. So if you can if you can go that long yourself doing intermittent fasting, you could probably do a fat fast pretty easily. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna try it. I'm gonna yeah. have to read about that. For I those will. of you guys who haven't heard of autophagy, that's this phenomenon where when your body is in a fasting state, your cells, your mitochondria turns on certain DNA and and processes that extend life by basically improving your ability to stop mutations in the DNA and your, your body goes into defense mode. So in talking about autophagy, it's this process where your body kind of goes into defense mode and your cells turn on the mTOR cycle, which is all part of the mm -hmm. mitochondrial and DNA cycles where certain enzymes and processes that stop DNA damage are activated. And it's definitely implicated in longevity, and there's a lot of research done behind this, but the, the basic idea being that the more you, you know, withhold food and act like you're in starvation mode, the more your body defenses come to life. Yeah, And yeah. even cancer survivors have yes. sometimes opted to go into fasting modes in order to, like, turn on their body defense systems. Yeah. And it's... Yeah. Definitely, I think, going to play out in longevity studies that people who fast and take in less glucose and sugars, these high-energy fat-burning situations that generate a lot of glycolation and glycolation of proteins that causes age, aging changes and yeah. damage to the skin and the face. Yeah. Every time we eat high-energy fuels, we cause fire and damage in our system and mm. inflammation. So for me, I tell patients if you're trying to lose weight, cut out carbs and sugars. And um, just eating clean and green, you know, just yeah. lots of vegetables, a little bit of protein is probably the easiest diet to stick to. Right. And just keeping it simple. Yeah, keep it simple. As, as unprocessed as possible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you have um, a favorite exercise regimen that you, uh, uh, like you asked me for the number one thing I yeah. do for someone's pace. What's yes. the number one thing that a person can incorporate into a fitness routine to Such really a good question. see some changes and give you that? boost of confidence strength I mean the more muscle think about it it's just like when we're talking about facial structure right it starts with the muscle so if you're just doing cardio you're, you're never changing the structure mm -hmm. you're burning off energy burning off calories but if you want to change the shape of your body if you want your jeans to fit differently if you want your butt lifted up if you want your shoulders to look sculpted you need muscle that's true and muscle because it has a higher caloric requirement it improves your metabolic rate. It makes you feel like a superwoman. It's like, your fountain of yes. youth. Muscle is your fountain of youth. Totally. That's right. Muscle muscle burns fat. Muscle makes you look younger. Um, I want to link to, if we can, in your show notes, this gal that I just started following on Instagram. Her, I think it's called Train with Joan. And she started lifting at 72 years old. Wow. And she is so remarkable. And at 72, she looked like your tradition, you know, gray hair, overweight, you know, kind of frumpy, like just giving up. 
Yeah. And to see her now is so remarkable to think that you could start at any age. And that's a remarkable thing about muscle. You can is come at you, any age. Yes. And you'll just feel your posture improves, your sleep improves, your sex drive, all of it. So yeah. muscle is probably the number one thing I should tell all women to do is to focus on building strength and don't be afraid of heavy weights. That's true, and bone density. Like when you yes. use mu when you use your muscles, your bones retain their nice, strong framework, and it really is the fountain of youth. It's yeah. so important. You don't want to become fluffy. As we get older, <laughs> we get that fluffy fat. You know, yeah. you're, you can oh, be skinny, but you'll be fluffy. You don't have substance to you. Right. Um, talk a little bit about balancing being a mom and how I, in my career, have put my kids first, mm -hmm. and it's taken like you know, 15 years. They're kind of getting to that point where I can focus on career. Yeah, my. My husband and I both, when we first were married, decided that our kids were going to be first. And then um, opportunities started coming. And we just were like, gosh, you know, let's get ahead financially. Let's just, we'll just do this for a short period of time until fill in the blank. And we just kept taking every opportunity and finding that we were feeling like we were never going to get there. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's always like, well, but once we have enough money to move to this house or drive that car or pay off this, so it never felt like we it was ever going to be enough. The more we made, it's like the law of, of averages. Like the more we made, the more we felt like we needed to make, and the more we were spending. Right. And we just recognized, um, you know, some pretty low moments that we weren't living the life that we both said was important to us, mm -hmm. and that we needed to make some serious changes. So we sat down and we created um, a priority clarity statement is what we call it. And that just meant that we put in writing what we would and wouldn't do, mm -hmm. no matter what the opportunity was. So that we couldn't do that whole like, you know, where you're like, gosh, just this once. Just this once, or like, yeah. this is so good, it may never come again. Yeah. We had to say, well, it may never come again, but our children will never be this age again. Yeah. And um, it forced us to be incredibly creative. Mm -hmm. um, it forced us to find ways to reach more people but without leaving our home, mm -hmm. per se, you know, and, and, and using the internet, using online so that tools. that drove you to the online marketing and yeah. the whole business, this yeah. whole second arm of your business that yeah. you developed, which yeah. is, tell us about that. Oh, you know, I when I wrote my first book called Push, it, it's about lining up those priorities and figuring out how to, to goal set in kind of a newer, updated way. And the book, so much of it, I'm talking about how We've done that with our kids and our family. And the book was supposed to come out in early November. And I got a call from the publisher that they wanted it to come out the week of Christmas. Mm. And uh, you know they had lined up all this press and PR to do New Year, New You, goal setting, it's perfect. And you know that was a real test of our true priorities because I had to say to our publisher, I can't do any of these. It, it's so inauthentic for me to to leave my family at Christmas during yeah. the holidays and to do all these appearances would be so contradictory to the message in the book. So it forced us to go, okay, how do we, how do we get the message out without doing TV, right. without doing appearances? How, how do we get a lot of people to find out about it? And just what we had to learn was how to build an online family, a tribe, mm -hmm. so that they felt a part of the community and they were behind the book. And since that experience was so profound for us because it allowed us to live according to what was important to us and still reach millions of people. Um, we wanted to teach other people how to do that. So we created a, uh, I guess it would probably be like seven years ago now, a, 
an online course that teaches people like, okay, I've got this message. Right. How do I maximize all of these free tools and what's available to us online now? It's amazing. Like people now, you know, that's how you and I met. Totally. It's crazy. Like the people yeah. that, you know, fly into your offices and find, if you've got a message, if you, if there's something you believe in or an idea, if you learn how to take advantage of just social media as yeah. a start, it's remarkable. The reach, the digital the reach. voice that you can put out and the, the something about the warmness and the, the real openness and honesty and grit that you have came across to me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and um, I love that about you and I think people feel it through through the airwaves, yeah. you know. So if people are out there listening and they haven't started their Instagram and they haven't like got yeah. the courage yet, you just need to do it. Right. It's not that hard. No. And, and, and just, nobody likes perfect. No. Right? Just we be don't who relate. You are be and just you. Put it out there. That's we both love TikTok. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons why I'm every night when I watch, I'm fascinated by TikTok because I'm like, all these people are normal and kind of abnormal. Do you know what I mean? And but it's fun. And it's that's like what's the so cool about it. Of, of Instagram. Yes. And it's yes. like. It's so great that the kids have made this. Like I know. The adolescents they probably hate people, that we're there now. I know. They probably think we're invading their space, but we're coming for yeah, you. Yeah, we're coming. It's going to be our space soon. <laughs> we always but, do that. Right? With all the cool kids. I know. But it's. I feel the need to rebel against Instagram because there's only so much perfect that can take in a yeah. day. You know? But if you look and at it, you don't want to feel inferior like over and over and over looking right. at people you follow. You want to follow yeah. the people that inspire you and make yes. you laugh. And, like, and TikTok is just fun. Yeah. I always say if somebody makes me feel triggered, yes, or jealous, I need to unfollow them. But if, if they make me feel inspired, that's and different. there's a difference, mm -hmm. right? And so yeah. I always tell people, permit if I make you feel that way, unfollow me, right? Right? I want you to feel inspired, and um, it, it's no, you know, it doesn't mean you don't love someone, doesn't mean you don't pray for their success. But if if it's making you feel triggered, you shouldn't follow, or at least hide them. Yeah, if you feel that little green jealousy coming yeah. up, like, oh, I want that. Why can't I be that? Why do I feel like I'm less, you know? Yeah. But if you look at most You're advertising, <laughs> and even TV now, um, we want real, right? Like, there's, it's much easier to have reality TV. It's much mm -hmm. more popular, I think. Yeah. Um, if you look at advertising, they're using more um, organic footage that people are recording from their iPhones. It's less produced. The more production value, the less we believe it. It's That's like, well, wh so wait, true. why, why so all the green screen? Why all the, yeah. you know, you could tell you're reading from a script, like, right. where's where's the mess? Because that's what I believe. Mm -hmm. And so it's easier than ever for people to, especially anyone who's like, you know, I, I don't think I'm filling the blank enough. Um, you are. Yeah. And in fact, that's going to work to your advantage. Well, I think that's why you're so successful, because you come across like, I am who I am, you know, this is my age. This is these are the clothes I love. This is yep. what I like to do, and this is my message. Yeah, yeah, and awesome. that's really inspiring. So thank you. I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast. Absolutely, and I think it's going to be amazing to like do some projects with yeah, you. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for those of you who don't know where to find Shaleen, where can they find you? Tell us your handles. Yep, I on Instagram it's Shaleen Johnson. And uh, that's probably the place where I'm most active. So send me a DM. And if you are a podcast listener, I'd love to invite you to listen to an episode of The Shaleen Show. And read her Instagram posts. They're always so <laughs> inspiring. Like they, I read you. them and I'm like, I need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for now, guys. I hope you stay healthy, fit, real, and beautiful. Bye for now.